Welcome back to the Avenues of Awakening podcast. Again, I'm your host, Thomas Whitmire. Thanks for joining me. Spring is in the air today, and by that, here in North Carolina, I mean the wind is blowing, the pollen is swirling, the leaves are growing, and the sky is a beautiful springtime blue. You know, as the season changes, it always gets me thinking about cycles of life. So I was outside a few days ago working on my grapevines, and I've had these grapevines for maybe about four or five years now. But what's happened is that every year I've tried to improve one thing. So interestingly, like one year, let's say I learned how to prune them, at least improve my pruning of them and get it at the right time, right? One year I learned that around this time of year in the spring, there's so many buds coming up that at some point you want to reduce or cull the buds. So you, you maybe leave just a couple and kind of flick off all of the uh, smaller ones because you just want all the energy to focus on, on those one or two. Um, another year I've learned how, like when there's a lot of growth, you know, there's a certain number of leaves and you, you want to trim them a certain number of leaves out the shoot uh, to, to optimize your grape harvest or I should say grape uh, growth. <laughs> um, and then another year I learned that you also can call the g- small clusters of grapes so that you really only want one cluster per shoot, even though a shoot might have two or three attempts at a cluster. So you go through at some point and trim off all of these extra clusters that may not work. And so what happened last year is that I actually had a really nice uh, half dozen, dozen, uh, bunches of grapes per vine that were coming in and they were plump. They looked good. And then I had to leave for a while. And when I came back, they were all gone. And I'm like, man, I finally got a good harvest coming and I missed it again because I didn't take care of them. And I, I don't actually really know what happened. They were so gone. They, it's like, they just shriveled up on the, on the, um, I don't know all the technical terms yet. Shriveled up in the bunch, right? So it's just the stems of the bunch that were still there. Anyway, what's my point in all this? My point is that growth is an incremental process. And the number of times in life you have to try something, make a little bit of a progress, even fail, try again, try again, try again. I've been trying for four or five years now to get a legitimate, good, big harvest And part of the problem is that it's a hobby. You know, I didn't take it too seriously, but part of it is that I'm also just wanting to learn and see and observe every time what goes right, what doesn't go right. This really got me thinking that there is an appropriate time for everything. There's an appropriate time to prune the grapes. There's an appropriate time to to call the buds. There's an appropriate time to prune the shoots. There's an appropriate time to cull the grape clusters and there's an appropriate time to harvest. You might have a window in which it's appropriate, but there's really right moments for everything. And this year, that's a big practice of mine is to invite in the right moment to arrive. To allow the right moment to arrive. And that's one of the biggest difficulties with a strong 
cognitive planning capacity that humans have is that you might intellectually know what needs to be done. And as soon as you intellectually have that concept, you know what needs to happen, then the tendency is to want to just do it. I need to do that. Because then you can release that holding once it's done, right? But that often involves, we might say forcing something or it involves pushing, it involves spending that mental energy to cause yourself to willfully take action. Sometimes that's appropriate, sometimes that's necessary, but that I found that to be an unsustainable way of, of being, or at least exhausting, draining, right? But the other way is to recognize it, but then there's another thing we have to recognize, which I find doesn't come from a concept as much as from in your body, which is a readiness. Now's the moment. Now's the moment. And as we develop that, we see the moment beginning to arrive. We see it getting closer and closer until one day it's time. It's in the front. It's the front burner. Time to do it now. And so there, there can be I guess it does takes, I don't know if it takes practice, but it takes listening and it takes a willingness to recognize both the thing you have to do and the timing. Say, is now the right moment to do that? Does it really seem like now or is it soon or is it coming in the future, but I don't quite know when. So that's one of my practices this year is more of a yin practice and it is the year of uh, rabbit, I believe, which is a water, water rabbit, which is a yen energy. For the second half of this episode, I'd like to get into generally the seasons of life, the, 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 what season are you in right now? I felt that connected to one of the big questions I've had, one of the big questions so far that has maybe characterized this initial season of Avenues of Awakening, which is like, where, what happened in my life and in the lives of a lot of people I know to personal awakening? What happened to enlightenment? What happened to the pursuit of enlightenment and that kind of a thing? And somehow I found a relationship between what I was seeing with the grapes, with what was happening in the world, right? So in other words, with the grapes, there, there's an appropriate time to do something. As I was saying, to prune, to harvest, to thin out the clusters, you know. And by the same token, in the arc of the generations, or an arc of the decades at least, there may be an appropriate time to focus on those matters versus an appropriate time to look and deal with other things. Which isn't to say that personal awakening is not important, but perhaps the window has receded for some of that work. And then what we get is what comes in is, oh, okay, like 
as I've said, the healing work. And then now we're looking into the externalization and the creation of things to support those other avenues that we discovered. The things that are needed, the things that need to be built, the things that need to be constructed and established in the manifest mind matrix. In other words, to bring it out in the world, but, you know, I have to use alternative words sometimes to keep people uh, not too entrenched in one perspective. So I, I got this image of like the great breathing, the great breathing in into spirit and connecting to spirit, connecting to your psyche, connecting to imagination and visioning. And these arcs that can take across decades or across generations. And then with the discoveries we make, with the connections we make, with the things that get unlocked, we breathe out and comes out into the world and it gets built and constructed. And those things then have their, have their lifespan, right? So one of the things I've, I've, I feel is happening is that so many of the institutions and establishments are at the end of their lifespan. And what that looks like is a winding down of the efficacy and a, it, from one perspective, it looks like a crisis, just like something at the end of its life experiences crisis. But in another way, you might say that's, it's, a, it's the biggest transformation. And so I'm seeing so many of the inertial institutions not functioning as they used to. And the natural tendency is to say, oh my God, something's wrong. Something terrible is happening, something, all of these things. But what has happened is that they've been wildly successful, wildly successful. So they should be celebrated. Like, and appreciated, but you know, like leaves go, leaves fall from the tree and go back into the soil, right? So that same energy that they had can, can re-enrich whatever next is growing, right? So, you know, to, to, to answer my question, it's not that there's anything wrong with um, personal enlightenment teachings, but it might not feel as urgent or important at the moment. At least for me, it doesn't. I think I think it is in the one of the broadest spectrums of universal movement. I think it is supremely important. But in the you know this time frame, this time period of like the convulsions we're going through, it might not be as relevant because there's so many other things we have to attend to. I've also seen organizational life cycles especially as different groups I've gone through. We've had groups that I don't quite know what sparks them, but just perhaps a conversation, a, a powerful enough idea or a powerful enough energy that it, it causes inspiration. It, it emerges and causes inspiration and a recognition of inspiration. So something comes out of the ground, bam, there it is. This is important. This is huge. 
and it grows and people get involved and you don't even know what it is yet. It's this great springtime and it's opening up. It's a flower opening, right? Thus is the nature of enlightenment. A huge opening, a huge unfolding. Over time in these groups, what happens is that at some point, I called it the initially, I call it the springtime phase when you don't know what it is. You're exploring what is this? What is happening? What is it? Where is this going? What is this about? What's the names for it? How do we talk about it? All of those things are being discovered, right? Just like the United States when the government was formed. I can't imagine having to create a government. If you've ever been in any new organization, at least half of your struggle, A, is figuring out what you have to do, and B, is like negotiating boundaries between people and positions. Who's responsible for this? And then reflecting on that and changing it <laughs> and doing a next iteration and a next iteration. You know, there's a, there's a point where it's like, you know, the first thing you come up with is not going to be the final potential of, of the group. Probably not the second one either. Maybe by the time you get to the third version, you're kind of hitting your summertime phase. The summertime phase is like when you've consolidated and refined, re-engineered, defined, can talk about and can point at this as a, as a, as a thing. So it's actually gained a boundary, right? So summertime, it gains a boundary. It's, it's, it's kind of grown to a certain extent. And now the summertime phase is when it does its work. It does its work. The work it's designed for. U.S. bringing up quality of life, for example. In the summertime, it's, it's, it's firing on all cylinders, right? It can be discussed. It can be marketed. More people can be brought in and talked to. And it needs management at that point. Just like sustaining, sustaining and management. Okay, cool. Moving along down the highway like that. In the fall, its energy starts to feel a little bit old. It's like, okay, it's like, feels like it's getting exhausted. Like the, the, oh, there's less enthusiasm. It still does what it's doing, but the, you know, the founding generation is, is usually not there. The relevance may be receding. The values that it holds may not be, uh, may be changing, or, or at least the, 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 it, has, it, it starts to gain an inertia, right? It has an inertial set of values that... Uh, might not be responding to what is needed anymore, right? I see that. I think of the U.S. as like in the 1950s, really hitting its peak summertime. Like we are doing everything that we're here to do and we're doing it well, you know, in terms of schooling, science, government, medicine, you know, like there was just this, yes, we are muscular, you know, <laughs> And I really feel like we're in a, we're in a fall, late fall, perhaps, um, right now, you know, you start to ask, people start to ask, why am I doing this again? Why is this taking more energy than it's giving out now? 
Why am I thinking about moving on? Why do I like something wants to be dropped? Just drop. Oh, set it down, you know, set it down. But it's not totally at the end of its lifespan yet. So there's another part that's like, no, we have to keep this going. Like, and, and there's an honor for what's come before, right? In honor of the founders, in honor of what this thing has done, we want it to keep going, right? We feel that way with our elders, you know? I think it's a natural facet of life. You want something that has been flourishing to continue to fulfill its role. How would we think of winter then? Dormant? Death? Is death the right word for winter? Is winter death? Well, clearly not because spring comes after winter. So there's still something alive. A lot of things still alive, right? But the expression of it has receded. And perhaps it's time for, for it to die. Perhaps it's not. To be set down and to be liberated, you might also say, to be returned and honored and thanked. Or it might be a period of reflective consideration. So the way I feel about that, uh, to tie it back to where I came in with this, is that like, I've, I've had a lot of hesitation from the original concept of this show, now that it's been seven or eight years ago, that it feels like the zeitgeist has shifted. My own interests, at least somewhat, have shifted, right? And there's, there's a tension, probably a good creative tension, actually, like a healthy tension, a healthy tension between what I did a lot of work in, a value I had of enlightenment teachings versus while there's a lot of other things being called for right now, personally as well as socially, and I think in the spiritual realm as well, that to me is the fundamental breathing of the universe. So when I'm doing my grapes and seeing... The buds coming out, I say to myself, now's the time to thin out the buds. I ask myself, is now the time to harvest? No, don't be silly. That's now's not the time to harvest or earn any grapes. Unless you want to eat, you know, buds. <laughs> Which I don't. Um, so is now the time to emphasize enlightenment teachings, perhaps. There is always the yin in the yang, right? Maybe the ways of being that we would unlock in doing so would help us. But I also feel more broadly, it is more of a yang time frame right now, where the things we've learned, the things we've cultivated, the things we've incubated are ready to be expressed in the great outbreath of the spiritual cycle. So thank you for listening to this month's Avenues of Awakening. 
We'll be back next month, and I do hope to have an interview next month. And also, I would eventually hope to do a faster release cycle um, just to keep some momentum. So thank you very much. Have a blessed springtime, and I look forward to being together again.